This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hi, everybody. It's Eleanor Dooley. I am your functional nutritionist and advisor for female hormone health. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about the impact of rest and sleep on your hormone health. I know we talk a lot about this topic and why sleep is important, but today I'm going to go a little bit deeper than just the basic tips. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in your body when you sleep and the reasons why you might not be sleeping, because a lot of the patients that come to me are saying they don't really have problems falling asleep. They promise staying asleep or vice versa. They can't fall asleep. And once they do, they're completely exhausted and usually fall asleep out of exhaustion. So if you have sleep troubles or have had in the past, We're going to jump into that today because it's so important for our hormone health. It's so important for our metabolism and all of these systems are working together to create the way that you feel and to create the hormones that are responsible for all the different things in your life that you want to have. So listen on. This podcast is brought to you by the Hormone Happiness Project, which is a group program with individual aspects. We will be launching the next Hormone Happiness Project on January 23rd, and it is time to start thinking about the new year and the things that you want for yourself in the new year. I know the days of old where we would jump on to the latest fad diet or workout routine or gym membership or shaken smoothies. I did them too. And this year I am taking a different approach with my health, with my mental health and with listening to my body. The Hormone Happiness Project includes functional testing. So although it's a group program format, You get individualized support because you do your own testing and then I interpret it for you. I create protocols for you. I make supplement recommendations. I make nutrient recommendations and help you get back to the healing and the healthy state that you want to be in. So if you're tired of being tired, if you're tired of trying diets and workouts and different fads that really don't amount to much in the end because either they're not sustainable or you get bored or you just don't really find any answers. This is the program written for you because we get to the source of the issue. We get to the bottom of it so that you're aware of what is making you hungry or what is not making you hungry or what is giving you energy or what is using your energy. And so this is a great opportunity for you to get more information about your specific body. The Dutch testing is so revolutionary 
because it is actually five mini tests in one. We test your hormone output throughout the day from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you close your eyes and go to sleep. We are able to track how your body makes cortisol, how it makes estrogen, how it makes testosterone, progesterone, DHEA, how it makes these hormones, what it uses them for and how it gets rid of them. Because if we don't look at all three aspects of the life of a hormone, then we're not going to know what is causing your symptoms because getting a blood test from your gynecologist or your primary care manager really just tells you if they're high or low. But the funny part is they are supposed to be both high and low throughout the day. So depending on the time of day that you get the test taken, it should be high or it should be low. So these are things that conventional doctors don't really take into account when they run hormone tests for you. All of this is in the Hormone Happiness Project. We launch in January. I want you to be in the next group. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for the women that have already signed up to get started. You get instant access to the portal, which has the meal plans. It has the get started guides. You will get the testing sent to your house. We figure out the optimal date for you to start the testing, and then we get the results. So this is a great thing to be thinking about for the new year. When you're looking for something new, you're looking for a real change that's going to have real impact on your life. But today we're talking about sleep and I'm just going to review the basics. I know if you're listening that, you know, a little bit about nutrition and your body. And I want to make sure we're all on the same playing field here because we know that sleep is restorative and without time for your body to heal repair and restore the cells in our body will remain ill and damaged. They cannot heal if there's not time and resources to heal. Your sleep is directly related to your immune system and your immunity. Sleep is necessary for optimal metabolic function. If you don't sleep, your body is stressed. When your brain senses stress, it cannot perform optimal metabolic function. What is metabolic function? Well, we're talking about energy and we're talking about burning fat and we're talking about getting lean and feeling good. All of these things are secondary to your brain when we're talking about feeling safe and your brain cannot feel safe if it is stressed. Sleep supports a higher level cognition functions such as decision-making, reasoning, and memory. So if you are feeling brain fog or have lapses in short-term memory, it could be because the cells in your body are not getting enough time to repair at night or during downtime throughout the day. Most women are not getting enough rest. Let's face it. As a society, we're a badge of honor for not sleeping. I remember back in college when... It was something to brag about when you pulled an all-nighter, right? Does anybody else remember going out with friends, going out to bars or clubs and staying out all night and how applauded it was and how sought after having the energy to do that was? But really, it's probably the worst thing that you can do for your body. Sleep deprivation affects your blood sugar regulation, your cortisol, your metabolism, your hormone regulation, and 
probably most importantly, your detox, your liver health. Another part of this puzzle is not only the social stigma to sleeping, but it's this idea that we as women are perceived as lazy or less than, or we perceive ourselves as slacking if we take a rest, if we take a nap, if we have some downtime where we're not working, we're not cooking, we're not cleaning, we're not taking care of somebody else. If we have time that is not filled with something, the perception, whether it's self-induced or societally driven, is that we are not doing enough. And I think that needs to stop. I think it's absolute bullshit. And it's totally ridiculous that we cannot take time for ourselves to have a moment of rest, have a moment of quiet, but our society has not built it that way. Some sleep deprivation symptoms. I'm just going to read this list because a lot of times we don't really connect these things to not sleeping. And I want to bring them to the forefront of your mind as we dive in. So fatigue and lethargy, we know that one, of course. Difficulty making decisions, check. <laughs> Lack of motivation, check. Foggy mind, check. Reduced immunities, check. Inability to cope with stress, double check. Reduced creativity and problem solving. Do any of you feel like you're trying to chug along at 70, 80% when you could really be doing it at 100%? Frequent colds and infections, moodiness and irritability, check. Concentration and memory problems. Sometimes I call my kids, my dog's names and vice versa. Increased risk of diabetes, heart disease, and other problems. We're going to get into this more specifically. And impaired motor skills and increased risk of accidents. So that's just the cookie cutter list that I pulled off the internet, but I can pretty much see myself in almost every one of those symptoms. This is the part that really should be grabbing our attention. Okay. The part about the metabolic dysfunction. So when we talk about metabolic dysfunction, what we're talking about is how the body works metabolically, how cells are made, how they're used how the body goes through its systems of making energy, of making waste, of making fat, of making hormones, using them and getting rid of them. Our body goes through all of these processes. And when we don't get proper sleep, these systems slow down and sometimes they go to a halt and sometimes they go in reverse. There's been a study done about sleep. And would you believe me if I told you that just five nights of inadequate sleep dysregulates your blood sugar to the point of a diabetic? Let me say it again. Sleep deprivation over time, even a short amount of time, I'm talking five nights of not good quality sleep. Your blood sugar regulation is functioning as a diabetic. That's a big deal. You guys, that's a really big deal. So how do we improve sleep? That isn't going to completely mess up our lives. Some practices that I, I use with my patients is to think about the things that they're putting in their body. Think about the activities that they're doing. Are those activities promoting your metabolic health 
or are they creating more work for your body? So an example would be alcohol before bed. We all know alcohol is not good for us. The majority of people do it anyway, me included. I like a glass of wine now and again, but alcohol is actually a poison in the body and it alerts the brain that there is something wrong. There is something that needs to be dealt with that creates stress and it creates cortisol in the body. The body cannot rest at a high level of cortisol. It can't do it. It can't produce melatonin when it's producing cortisol. And when the brain doesn't feel safe, It feels like there's an intruder, a poison going around the body. It's not going to stop until that is completely metabolized and gotten out of the body. So think about how much you're taking in per day, per week, per weekend. If you're not sleeping well, can you adjust the amount of alcohol that you're taking in or pick days that are the days that you drink rather than having an open-ended everyday having a drink. Number two, wean off the bean, evaluate your coffee intake. Trust me. I love coffee. I drink it every day. It's my jam. I would never tell anybody not to drink coffee. What I do ask is that you look at your intake. How much are you taking in? How is it affecting your sleep? Caffeine is a stimulant. So if you need a stimulant, you don't have that natural energy, then there's something misaligned and we need to get to the bottom of that misalignment. Because if we don't, we just keep putting a bandaid on the issue and not getting to the issue. So swap out your coffee with tea or start drinking half calves or decaf. Another way to improve sleep is to look at your bedroom. Look at your bed. Is it an area that you enjoy being in? Is it used exclusively for sleeping? Create a peaceful, clutter-free environment. Set your humidifier and your heat to 65, 65% humidity, 65 degrees Fahrenheit, and set yourself up for success. I like to use earplugs and an eye mask, a diffuser sometimes, air purifier, Set up the area so that you are telling your body that it is time to shut down because when your body is on board with what you're doing, it's a lot easier to fall asleep and to stay asleep. And remember, the more you practice, the more you practice the sleep hygiene, the nighttime routines, the more easily it is for your body to do it every night. One thing that has dramatically changed the way that I wake up and my husband wakes up is our new hatch lamp. If you've never heard of this, this is a alarm clock that you can set to create a artificial sunrise in your room at whatever time you want and for whatever length you want so that your body, you get that sunlight in your eyeball. It starts making cortisol for your day and your body naturally wakes up. It's a really great practice that has helped me to get up a little bit earlier, especially this time of year when it gets dark early and it stays dark for a long time. You can reset your own circadian rhythm to help support your hormones and support your metabolic health. And that's what this light does. I really love it. If you want to check it out, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I become an affiliate for the company because I just have been telling everybody to get one of these alarm clocks. You can set 
soothing music to it. You can listen at night and you can listen in the morning, but I've really integrated this into both my husband and I, both of our routines. And it has really done wonders for my awakening response. Make sleep a priority. If you don't, no one else will. No one's going to respect your boundaries for sleep if you're not going to reinforce them. And remember, sleep is the best way to detox. It's the best way to rest, relax, repair, and rebuild. So if you are suffering from any kind of illness, infection, or inflammation, sleep is really your best friend. Sleep is what is going to help your body heal because you're letting your body focus on what it wants to, to get back to that homeostasis, to get back to that natural balance and feeling your best. Because if it's struggling on all areas, then you're going to feel overwhelmed. I hope this podcast was helpful at giving you some tips and giving you some things to think about as far as how can you improve your sleep? Do you need to remove some things that might be impeding your sleep? Or do you need to add in some practices that are really going to help your hormones? I look forward to hearing your feedback. Be sure to follow me on Spotify and Apple. And you can follow me on Instagram as your.hormone.nutritionist for all of my tips. Grab that hatch lamp. The link is in the show notes, and I look forward to hearing from you next week. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.